another episode of the Red Arrow Health and Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Marco, and my lovely co-host, Jessica. How's it going, Jessica? It's going well. How are you, Marco? I am exhausted. I, I know you I'm are. faking it well. Fake it till you make it. Sure. <laughs> Whatever works. I'm pretty sure everybody's doing that this year. It's 2020. 2020 and COVID. Good times. <sighs> Synonymous at this point. It just... <laughs> <laughs> Can it's it end on New Year's Eve? It keeps on giving. Oh, it's yeah. like the Jelly of the Month Club. Can it just end <laughs> on New Year's Eve and just like was encapsulate it into that was 2020? I wish. The COVID year. We uh, all wish that. That'd yeah. be great. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Oh, before we get into everything for this week and what we're going to talk about for our main feature, but and what everything happened and blah, blah, blah. I'm just like all over the place here. Can you tell that like... <laughs> I think your brain is fried a little bit. My brain bit. is fried. I am so exhausted. I'm running on about three hours of sleep and we had... Well, I guess we are getting into this week. I mean, the, just the day. Um, cross-country awards banquet, which was no food, so it really wasn't a banquet, but it's cross-country. It's like a presentation. Presentation of awards. The awards ceremony, we do it at 9 a.m. because why not? What's one more Saturday morning to give up? Because it's cross-country. That's when we should do it. Not at night. So we get up, we get it. Well, then everyone's busy and there's usually college football. So we get up, we do it <laughs> 9 a.m. Uh, so I was actually at the school around 7 mm-hmm. to set up for it. But 9 a.m. we had the awards uh, ceremony and uh, MC gave that out. It gave out eight varsity letters. Actually, awesome. gave out 13 varsity letters. But eight of them were their first time letter winner. So they got the actual letter. The little fuzzy thing? The little chenille letter. And after Ooh. that, they get little pins to add to it that's fun so it was really exciting about that many i had i emailed the alums because a lot of parents are alums like i am mm-hmm. said all right break out the old letter jackets did they uh many of them did that's awesome that's pretty cool how fun and i like wore mine for like the first time since high school <laughs> so it was cool uh and then left that came home got changed went and coached hockey back to back for uh kid two and then kid one and then got home, and it was on to figuring out dinner and trying to figure out if I'm awake or asleep, or should I go take a nap, or should I go try to get some work done? I did get some other little to-do th- items done on email. I still have a lot more to go, especially in terms of being hockey commissioner. I am behind on all that. Uh, if any of them are listening, it will be wrapped up. I will get it done. But this was, oh, this was quite a week. And then you, you had to be up early this morning, too. I did. I had to take kid number three to hockey, and he was goalie. And I don't know if you guys have ever gotten like a goalie dressed in a their little pads. Goalie. A little tiny goalie. Kid number three is very, very tiny. It's it's kind of hard. And it's kind of complicated. When the request came in, like, hey, does he want to be goalie? I'm like, well, yeah, he likes being goalie, but you've got to set aside the only set of pads in the rink that fit him that are small enough. Yeah. Sure, no problem. We'll set them aside. And even then... They're still too big. They were so, <laughs> so they, they were the Velcro kind, which was awesome because I went in there thinking, okay, we have to get to the rink at least a half an hour early because it's going to take me forever to figure out how to work the buckles on there and to make sure all of the straps are connected to the right buckle and everything. But they were Velcro. So there that is a, little, a certain of level time. of S&M get up going on with the goalie equipment because there's so many straps it's, and buckles and yeah. everything, bungees. Um, but even then I got this, these pads on him. And I was looking at him and I was like, this is not right. These are huge. But we were out of time and they were on. So I sent him out onto the ice and he was out there for about five minutes before his right pad fell basically off and off at like a right angle. So it was just sort of hanging on by the bottom of his 
like calf right above his ankle. And he was out there like, how, how do I continue to goalie with my pad? Like he kept shaking his leg and then he would like sort of wiggle around. <laughs> it was really funny. One of the coaches came over and like he, he put it back on, but it just fell off again a few minutes later. So the ice rink owner wound up coming over really quick, pulled kid number... Who was a goalie himself growing up. He pulled kid number three aside and was like, okay, buddy, just hold still for a minute. And he pulled out this giant roll of tape and was just like, around his legs, like three different times around his legs. So he taped his pads to him. How did that go? Uh, He whipped it on there. (laughs) He did. It was done really fast. Um... So, yeah, he taped his pads onto his legs, and after that, we didn't have any more problems with it. Pads stayed on, and I was like, that was smart. How did it go? Because I was off handing out varsity letters and awards and championship tags and medals and all sorts of things. Kid number three did amazing. He uh, He's little, but he holds his own on the rink. He did not let very many shots through. He had some really impressive saves. He practiced going down in the butterfly to block things, and he popped right back up. I was surprised at how fast... He was able to pop back up. Yeah, because some of those little goalies figure out that because they use the small nets and the intermediate nets, not the full size nets. Mm-hmm. And some of them, especially the taller ones, figure out, hey, if I just go down, if I'm on a small net, I can just go down my butterfly. And and then they like roll over and then get on all fours to stand back up. It's really yeah, kind of yeah but they don't have to come back up because they figure out mostly uh, most of the kids in that age group can't lift the puck. Of course, then they get oh. to the next age group and they're like, okay, I'll just go down. I'm a little bit taller. I can go post to post with my legs. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the kids are like whizzing the pucks over their shoulder. And they're like, what is going on? I don't want to be goalie anymore. This Mm -hmm. is no fun. Yep. Nope. Kid number three loved it. He had a great time. He was like, I can't wait to do it again. So we'll see. It's nerve wracking. It's horrible on the nerves of the parents of the goalie. It really is. It's scary to see all those pucks fly at your kid's head. Well, and you know, like if when the games count, like this was just a kind of a fun scrimmage today when they really count. All the parents look over at you when the puck goes in. It's like, okay, what about your kids? It got through five. Exactly. Five There's other all kids. Those other kids are supposed to Before be helping it got to the goalie kid. out. Um, no, he had lots of parents were cheering for him today, especially during game number two and game number three. They're like, yeah, good save, buddy. I don't know if he can actually hear us, but it was, you can it was you cute. can hear it out on the ice. Okay. I don't know if he's paying attention, but he is very very hyper focused on that puck. Like, good. He should. He, be. His eyes never left the puck. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was home to manage the household, see kid four who's been missing mama. Yeah, well, she came to the ice rink with me today, but um, she was I, she wanted to sit on my lap the whole time, and I was working on my phone, and I was like, no, you can't sit on my lap. And she's like, yes, I'm going to sit right here, and I'm going to stick my arms out as far as they'll go, and that way you can't wrap your arms in front of yourself to hold your phone in front of your face and get anything done. She's sneaky smart. She is sneaky smart. But she and I had a cuddle on the couch and we watched The Grinch two times today. Two times? Two times. Nice. Yeah. It was fun. Well, Jessica. I needed some kid for snuggles. Oh, she's such a cutie. She is. What are you drinking tonight? I am drinking a glass of Weekend Craft Red from Round Barn Winery. Nice. Yeah. It's pretty. It's my favorite one right now. Like my favorite red. And I didn't used to like reds. I know you used to hate reds. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Yep, this one is good. I like to have a bunch of it on hand. (laughs) 
Um, they were it? just on the news, like showing off their all their igloos and fire pits they have set up for the winter, trying to get Do people they? to go. Yes. Wait, is it at the restaurant part or is it at the actual winery? At the actual winery distillery. Well, guess not what? We're going to have house. to do this winter. Go on out and sit in an igloo without the kids. Without the kids, they're not invited. No, no. And sit by the fire pit too. <laughs> what are you drinking? I am having a hot toddy. It's a very tall glass. Well, it's a double hot toddy. <laughs> I was a little chilly. What's in your hot toddy? Bullet rye oh. leftover from the last episode. And of course, as I was sipping before this, I also had two of the uh, the two of the cloves end up right on my tongue. So hopefully that doesn't numb up on me. <laughs> That's funny. But it, you know, it's warming me up. It tastes good. Awesome. Just it's a chilly, windy, cold, blustery night. It is cold. So it's a great, and I spent, well, actually, I spent a ton of time at the ice rink, but I wasn't too cold there. I was actually sweating. What? Well, because we were running drills, and I ended up, like, a few of the groups are really bad at passing. It's like, actually, they pass great when they lift their head up and look. Yeah. So that meant a lot of dancing around and jumping around to go catch bucks. I liked watching kid number three. They all fall down a lot at his level, and also two of them got into a fight <laughs> in the ice, which basically involved them like jumping up into the air right at each other and then they fell down on the ice and then the coach came over and was like poking them with a stick stick going get up get up do get up stop it move yeah do something stop it prodding them <laughs> i think that whenever hockey players involve their sticks and poking people it's pretty funny but it wasn't a miniature like drop the gloves try to no. pull the jersey over your head no i don't think they know how to do that yet no they don't they think they do. They don't. I would die of laughter, though, if they tried it. At that level, they'll just fall down. They fall down a lot. They do. It's great. It's like watching T-ball. It's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like if you're familiar with cloud soccer. Yep. They are, It's kind of like that with hockey. Yep. They're trying to get them to spread out, but it's just follow the puck. Follow the puck, everybody. Get it. Except for the goalies. They stay in the net. <laughs> Most of the time. Yeah. So you get to beer league. We got one goalie who like likes to come out to center ice. He would go full ice if he could, but the rules say you can't pass center ice. So he will skate all the way to center ice and then launch the puck from there. Why? Because he can. Like there are faceoffs at center ice where he'll come up all the way to the blue line. Okay. Yeah. That's... He is a very good defenseman in goalie pads. All right. Yes. That's awesome. Well, Jessica, to the week that was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cheers. Cheers. Clinkies. Before we dive into the big topic of the night, though, any other fun stories from the week? Yes. Oh, really? Oh, yes. Kid number three brought home this art pamphlet um, from school. And he was super excited about it. And he was like, you have to buy something. You have to buy something. They're going to put my art on one of these things listed in a pamphlet. We can get all kinds of things with my picture on it. And I was like, okay, we can do that. Because I remember doing this for kid number one when her school did it. He was like, well. Like some sort of fundraiser? Or yeah, what? they get okay. like a cut of the profits or whatever. Um, so it's like a cute thing. You can get notebooks with your kid's picture on it. And you can get um, my He talked my parents into buying a... Um, a nightlight. <laughs> so, and my dad said he's planning on putting it into the guest bathroom plug so that he never actually has to see it. So he can scare the crap out of the guests? No, they don't I stay think too actually long. my mother, because <laughs> she is not a fan of kid number three's artwork. Um, this 
particular piece, not in general. Yeah, no, he has very lovely artwork, and we do actually all love it. I especially love this piece, and I will tell you why. Um, so he was like, yeah, I really want to get, I really want my art on a keychain. And he goes, it's going to look like this. And he pointed to the picture on the front. And I was like, no, buddy, that's just a stock picture. You know, it'll it'll be your actual picture. And he goes, no, mommy, that is my picture. And I was like, no, it's not. And he goes, yes, it is. Look at it. And so I looked a little bit closer at this pamphlet. And it actually, they had superimposed his specific picture onto the cover of the pamphlet. And I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so I was looking at this picture and I was like, well, I really like your background. It's this pretty pastel-y rainbow-like collage of colors. And then right Almost in the like middle... Almost like a kaleidoscope. Yeah. And then right in the middle of it is a big gray mouse. <laughs> big and, fat rat. Yeah. And I, I was like, well, it's a beautiful picture. It's a great rat. Why did you draw a picture of a rat? And he said, because mommy... My art teacher said that we had to draw a picture of our pets, but we don't have any pets. And then I remembered that sometimes we get mice in the basement and I thought that was close enough to a pet. So I decided to stick the mouse onto my artwork and have that count as my pet. (laughs) So he said this in front of me and you and my parents and we all lost it. And he could not understand why this was so funny. And then I looked at him and I said, did you tell anyone at school this story? And he goes, no. And I was like, okay, that's probably a good thing. Yeah, let's just keep it that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was so tickled by this story that, of course, we're going to buy something with his picture on it now because we have to. And so. then the next day, Kid 2 came home with the same order form with two. his art on yes. it. But his is not of a family pet. I don't actually remember what his is. His is like a comic book thing he drew. Yeah, that feels right. He likes to do that. I wonder. It's like Mario meets Angry Birds. Oh. Yeah. I wonder what his art teacher directive was then for that. Or maybe he didn't care and just decided to do what he wanted to do. Did his own thing. I don't know. I mean, it's pretty. It's colorful. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was... That was my big it's funny for the week. It's night late in the guest bathroom, lighting up a um, giant rat, which so, is going to yes. be projected then. That is the thing. So my dad decided that he's going to buy this night light with this rat on it. And my mom hates rodents. She can't stand them. And they freak her out. Even just the idea that there might be one somewhere in her house sends her screaming and so running from like the room. Two in the morning when she has to go to the bathroom, uh-huh. she goes down to the guest bathroom. There's a light. Just There's a, a rat rats. sitting on the counter. All lit up. All lit up. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> all right. So that was my big funny for the week. Nice. Mm-hmm. I think that was by far the best story of the week. For I can't sure. think of a good one I have in terms of the funny. It's okay. It was uh, chaotic. I mean, we started... Um, Sunday night was a late night of working for me, finishing up items, getting ready for Monday. Uh, Monday, your parents rolled in the town, so the kids wanted to stay up late and see their grandparents real quick, and then they took off Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but at that point, we're already tired and we're into the week, and the first the first part of the, our weeks are just chaotic. They are kind of messy, and they're busy, and um, yeah, so it just kind of dug us a hole in terms of being tired. So. This will be tomorrow. Hopefully, we get to sleep in, get caught up a little bit, and get ready for the the week to come. Yeah. And then, if we get through next week, then it's uh, Thanksgiving, the following week. Oh, that's fun. 
Yay. I mean, does it feel like we're already, we feels like we just finished Halloween. Now we got We did just finish Halloween. Wasn't that last week? No, last week was the state finals oh. the week after Halloween. <laughs> I mean, we, you know, Halloween was regionals for cross country. Then a week later was the state finals, which we oh. went to. Yeah. You got, you know. We, sushi. We were talking about it we on did. the last episode. You got your sushi. Mm-hmm. It was great. I had some really good sashimi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. And then I liked uh, your tentacle. Yes, I had my octopus. Okay, that probably <laughs> my tentacle. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, sweetie. Uh, and then this was the banquet, the award ceremony this weekend. Next weekend we got nothing but hockey. And then um, the following weekend is Thanksgiving weekend. Super. So it's just flying through everything. With Thanksgiving basically upon us, because mm-hmm. by the time this posts, there won't be a lot of time left. People are already planning. All the turkeys are showing up in the stores and all the displays. And I mean, I don't know. The the massive gatherings aren't supposed to happen, which I just feel like with the type of reverse psychology that works on, the, on our country, it just basically means everyone will have a giant party this year, even if they weren't planning one. Like, oh, we're going to keep it small. No, you have to keep it small. Well, screw you. We're going to have the biggest party we can. Basically. It just seems like how things work these days. I don't know. But... uh it's Thanksgiving time. So this episode, we're going to call Giving Thanks. Yay. So we can talk about things we're thankful for. We can talk about our favorite Thanksgiving stories. And of course, we will run through a Thanksgiving menu plan for those who are trying to keep it low carb because, I mean, look, Thanksgiving is all about the food. It's about the family. It's about the football. It's about watching the Lions lose. It's about a lot of things. But it is, the food is a central part of this uh, This celebration for sure and if you're trying to keep it low carb you know obviously a lot of people will just treat thanksgiving as a cheat day cool we're not judging we don't probably don't even know you but (laughs) you do you but if you are trying to stay good and you are trying to stay in that low carb uh lifestyle it can be done for sure you definitely can do it so we're gonna run through a low carb thanksgiving if it sounds yummy awesome do it replicate it serve it and if you're like no i gotta have my taters i mean i gotta have my mac and cheese i gotta have all the stuff fine you know whatever you do you it's one day it's okay to have one day yep where you go off yep just make sure you get back on the next day it's fine yep yay yay okay dish number one is pickle and olive platter oh fancy with full sarcasm there but it's delicious. It's, you know, it's... And it's a crowd favorite. It's always been at our house, like, growing up, whether we were going to my grandmother's house or mainly at my my parents, and we were hosting a bunch of... My sisters are older than me, and they'd uh, bring home friends from college. Mm-hmm. We always had a platter of pickles and olives. Yep, this is all actually... All kinds of olives, all kinds of pickles out, partly just to keep all the people who are grazing and trying to pluck at the turkey or stick your finger in the mashed potatoes or whatever did like get lost and get out of the kitchen. We'll put that on the table and then we'll draw the crowds <laughs> looking for something to munch on while they're waiting for the main event. We'd go after the pickle platter. This is actually one of my favorite things that I discovered about your family. We had our first Thanksgiving together when we were dating and you're like, come to my house for Thanksgiving. I was like, okay. Um, and we went over there and there was this little like platter full of tiny pickles and olives and i was like what? well there were dill pickles and 
Yeah, but I was sweet really only interested in the tiny sweet Black pickles. olives and green olives, and some were stuffed and all sorts. Yeah, I was like, what is this bunch of magicalness? I'd never seen it at a Thanksgiving dinner before, and I thought it was the greatest thing ever. And so it is actually one of your little family traditions that we have continued in our own little family. And I love it. And of course, the black olives always end up on fingers, fingers of the little kids. <laughs> fingers on the adults, too. Sometimes. Always. <laughs> now, in terms of the uh, the low carb and the uh, the not fun parts of the story is like, look, just watch the sugar content. Yeah. Uh, there are sugar free pickles out there, but there's also ones that are just loaded in sugar. So look at the nutritional labeling. You should be fine. Mm-hmm. Olives, uh, if you're doing something where you need to watch your fat content, uh, as in you need to add it, uh, especially if you're doing the keto type stuff, just know that, hey, olives, natural source of fat. You can get cream cheese stuffed olives. Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. I like the jalapeno stuffed ones too, and the garlic stuffed ones especially. But if you're having the garlic stuffed ones, <laughs> be sure your significant other is also having them. Also, if you are having the garlic stuffed ones, be aware of hidden carbs because there are carbs in garlic. Yeah. So watch out for that. But otherwise, great strategy, especially if you are in the kitchen and you're getting tired of everyone harassing you and coming and plucking <laughs> and sticking, you know, sampling, put out the olive and pickle platter to draw them away. Yep. So moving into something heavier, Jess, what's next? Bacon deviled eggs. Ooh. Yeah, these are really good because deviled eggs are delicious on their own and this involves bacon. Yeah, it does. So to make this. You're going to need 12 eggs, six to eight bacon slices, one cup. I mean, this is at least, it depends on how big right. your party is. Right, if you're is. having like a massive party, you're going to need more than this, but we don't have a massive party right now because of COVID. Um, six to eight bacon slices, so you should have about a cup when you're done cooking it and you've chopped it up, three tablespoons of mayo, one tablespoon of mustard, one teaspoon of paprika, half of that teaspoon will be for mixing and the other half will be for dusting at the end. Ooh. Yeah. A quarter teaspoon of salt and a quarter teaspoon of pepper. So, you are going to cook the bacon, cool, and then chop it up into tiny pieces. Then you're going to hard boil your eggs. So, place your eggs in a large pot, fill with cold water until covered by one to two inches. Cook on high for about 10 minutes. Take one out, test it, make sure it's done. If they are, you can remove it. Set all of the eggs into an ice bath, and then when they're cool, gently peel them. And if you don't have a big enough pot to do all those eggs in a single layer, and you do want them in a single layer... Yes, it's very important. Do multiple batches. Yep, that's what we do. After you've peeled them, you're going to cut them in half lengthwise, scoop out the yolk, and put it into a bowl with all of the ingredients except for a half a teaspoon of paprika and half of the bacon. Mix, and then spoon that filling back into the empty egg white half. Top. If you want to get really fancy since it's Thanksgiving, you get out the piping bags and the little tips on them like you're doing frosting. That's what I do because it looks prettier. It does. But if you don't care, just use a spoon. Yeah, but it's Thanksgiving, so be a little fancy. Use the star-shaped one. It's nice. Um, Top with the remaining bacon and paprika and then eat them because they're delicious. And they disappear fast. They do. Especially with our nephew, nephew number two. He will snarf down some deviled eggs. Nephew number two is a bottomless pit. He will snuff down everything. <laughs> he is a teenage boy who's like he's ginormous. Giant. He's like, what he's is like he now? eight feet tall yeah. now, I think. I mean, every time I see him, he's like grown another foot. And he just cannot be, you know, there's no satisfying the kid. It's just 
feed me. Yeah, but he really does love deviled eggs. His mom found out we were bringing them. She goes, oh, no, you're going to have to make like triple number <laughs> just so that he can have like 24 of them just for himself. Oh, my God. It's like the scene out of Cool Hand Luke. Pretty much. Ooh, that's like that's not a good scene. It's disgusting. <laughs> so is eating twenty four deviled eggs by yourself. <laughs> he's a grown boy. He has to. He's lucky that he's still growing vertically because eventually the metabolism is going to slow down. He's going to grow horizontally. Well, he has lots of time yet before that happens. He does. So. Enjoy it while it lasts. That's true. <laughs> All right. So what's up for dish number three? Dish number three, you know, you always have to have that dinner roll or some sort of bread just to make it feel like Thanksgiving and homey, and that doesn't always jive with the low carb. And a lot of the there are low carb um, bread, faux bread type recipes out there, but they're frankly kind of a pain in the butt usually, or they just don't taste good. So this one does taste good, and it kind of scratches that itch at the same time of filling that place on your plate. That you would definitely uh, have your bread. Uh, and this is, in some families in the South, rubbed off on me from our time living down there, plus being around you, cornbread. And in this case, it's faux cornbread muffins. So to make this, you're going to need one cup of pecan meal. and Pecans. Yes, pecan. That's what I pecan. say. Pecan. Pecan. Uh, and you can either find this at the store. It's not I mean, not always readily available, depending on your uh, grocery store. And you can just make it yourself, though. You just take pecans and put them in your food processor and grind them up. You'll need a half cup of coconut flour. That is easy to find. Mm-hmm. A quarter cup of Swerve confectioner, sweetener, sugar replacement. One teaspoon of baking powder. One teaspoon of fine sea salt. Six large eggs beaten one cup of heavy cream, one stick of unsalted butter, that comes out to about a half cup, and two teaspoons of maple extract. And if you really hate maple, like Jess does, you I can do. leave that out. But it's kind of like when you're making cookies. You want to put the vanilla extract in. It just adds that extra little component to it. So to make these, uh, preheat your oven to 325. You're going to line 24 standard size muffin wells or 12 jumbos. And we like to line them with the silicone uh, muffin wrappers. They look just like the paper ones, only they're reusable. You can put them in the dishwasher. They work great. And also they peel really easily. Oh, yes, they do. Things just pop out. Because every so often with the paper ones, you get like a bad batch of paper ones and they just stick to whatever you made. The silicone ones peel really well. Next up, you're going to mix all your dry ingredients in a bowl. Add in the wet ingredients and continue to mix until combined and starting to look uniform. Fill the wells of your muffin liners uh, two-thirds of the way full, and then you're going to bake them. Uh, for a standard size muffin, it's going to take about 12 to 15 minutes. And for the jumbos, plan on about 15 to 20 minutes. You're going to check them with a toothpick just like you would do in any other baking of a cake or bread or whatever. Allow them to cool uh, all the way in the muffin wells and the wrappers until they're about room temperature, and then remove them, and you're ready to go. And you've got what, for in terms of texture and look and taste, cornbread with way less carbs. Yep, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's like I think it's good enough where I would be completely happy with it. Actually, I am completely happy with it <laughs> when we have it. But at Thanksgiving in particular, I would be very happy with it. Yeah, you know, and it's it's serve it, serve it warm. Mm-hmm. Put a little bit of butter on it if you want it, yep. or just dip it right in everything else. 
gravy and whatnot. We'll get into the gravy too. I will say though, this whole bread thing, and you got to have the bread. Uh, some foreign here we got the faux cornbread, but I remember coming to your house for Thanksgiving one year when we were dating, and your aunt <laughs> was in from out east, and in the kitchen, uh, your parents were in there, and your aunt was back in there, and we were just sitting at the table, and your mom and your aunt were fighting about the dinner rolls, the yeasty dinner rolls. You get the nice crust. They're always great, too, for the leftover turkey sandwiches. Yes. You have to have them. But, like, they had they they had been cooking and cooking and drinking and cooking at the same time. And it's entertaining. Having a good time, and it was entertaining. And I think they had been, you know, working a little bit too hard and trying to stay hydrated a little bit too hard with the <laughs> cocktails because they were... They were um, they were having fun, but they started fighting over the dinner rolls and how they best to make them and how the best to lay them out. And then they were laughing and yelling at each other, and it was almost turned into like witches cackling. Not saying that's just witches. how they laugh. That's just how it sounded. Though, they like. always cackle. It's hysterical. And then your dad's just so frustrated. He's like, oh. And so while they're going at it, yelling and picking at each other, everything all the way back to their childhoods. <laughs> and laughing and poking fun and just throwing jabs, your dad snuck over and fixed them and threw them in the oven. That feels right. Yeah. Yeah. And just like, oh, just got it done. Yep. Oh, but that's that's the bread substitute. Jess, what is up next? Up next, we have, well, no Thanksgiving meal is complete without cranberries. Oh, God, please don't say that, like, thing that plops out of the Plop. can <laughs> like we had one of your friends over her a few thanksgivings and like we'd always ask the what's refugee the well we for a while in, in florida we hosted the refugee dinner mm -hmm. which was most of us were from michigan but we were down in florida and we couldn't get back to michigan for thanksgiving so yep. we'd asked everybody what is the one dish you need to make it feel like home and she would always say i need the cranberry sauce jelly whatever in the can with the ribs. Yeah, you were like, I can make fresh cranberries for you. And she goes, no. I can make cranberry chutney with my great-grandmother's recipe. No. She said, no, it has to be the kind that comes in the metal can with the ribs in it so that when you crack it open, you hold it upside down and it very slowly pours out into a dish and goes plop. It's ribbed, apparently for her pleasure. Yes. She said it is not Thanksgiving unless she sees the cranberries the cranberry jelly, whatever the hell it is, and she hears the, the cranberry plop. plop. The cranberry plop was she the doesn't most important eat part. It. She no. just needs to see it, hear it. That was it. the really funny part. Was she? We were like, "Here's your cranberry." Giggle at the ribs, like jelly, and she goes, "No, wiggling. I just really need to see it and hear the plop, and that's that's all I need it so for." Disgusting. <laughs> but everyone, so, I guess, needs cranberries on the table, but especially the the cranberry plop is high in sugar. Yeah. Even my great-grandmother's recipe of the cranberry chutney that has, like, raisins and cranberries and all sorts of stuff in it is high in sugar. How are we doing cranberries, Jessica, while keeping that sugar content down? We are actually making a cranberry mule. Even better. It's got alcohol. That's right. It does because you also need alcohol at Thanksgiving. Yeah, you do. Especially if you're at, like, an extended family Thanksgiving. You just need some. Um, it's 2020. You need something. <laughs> it's 2020 Thanksgiving. We just got through a presidential election. Are you sure there'll be politics? There'll be COVID discussion. Hopefully there's not COVID at your Thanksgiving, but COVID discussion. There'll be political conversations. And then there'll be the usual questions of 
you, who named it? Why aren't you married yet? Why don't you have kids yet? We were married and have kids, so I don't know what they're going to pick on us. We can go pick on like my sister's kids. And we do not have Adele with a brand new song to save us all from it. <laughs> you remember? Yes, from <laughs> the SNL. The Hello song. <laughs> okay. So we so, are going <laughs> to... Yes. Enlighten us on this cranberry cocktail. We're going to check two boxes, the cocktail and cranberry dish That's all in right, one. That's right, we are. Cranberry mule is a very festive looking mule and it's super easy to make and it's delicious so you're gonna need three ounces of vodka one ounce of fresh lime juice you might need more as the thing goes on very well might especially if you cheer for the lions this is a good starting point four ounces of sugar-free ginger beer a sprig of rosemary and a handful of frozen cranberries so you're gonna muddle two to three leaves of rosemary and one to two cranberries and the lime juice in a glass don't overdo it on the, re- the rosemary. A little goes a long way. It for sure does. Also, be careful with your lime juice because you don't want to overpower everything with that citrus. Um, after you do that, add the vodka, crushed ice, and stir. Top with ginger beer and garnish with rosemary sprig and a full layer of freezer cranberries. Oh, I'm sorry. And a full layer of frozen cranberries. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> and a full layer of frozen cranberries. The rosemary is your swizzle stick, so you can Woo! stir it. Yeah. No, it's um, it's actually really pretty. If you decide to make a gigantic batch of this and you put it in a pitcher, you should use like a clear pitcher. And then you can see the rosemary for the green and the cranberries for the red that are floating in there. And it's like very holiday centric and it's beautiful it works, on the table. It works at Thanksgiving, but it also works all the way in Christmas. I do really like this for Christmas. You got your red and your green. Yeah. But it's great at Thanksgiving, too. And also... It'll probably make you happy. Well, at least numb the nonsense. Maybe you'll just pass out in front of the TV. Either way, you're going to be happy. Probably. You forget the questions they're asking. I don't know about happy. I don't know. When I'm forgetful, sometimes I'm happy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sure. All right. So what do we have next after we have our mules? We got to have some veggies in there. And we could do a lot of things. You could do you know, just standard green beans. Watch out for uh, some of the add-ins people throw in, like those uh, fried onion strings or what have you. But if you're doing straight-up green beans, it'd be good. But you know what I really want and what I really like to have are Brussels sprouts, roasted Brussels sprouts. Now, I've done this when I wasn't paying attention to the low-carb part. I would put them in with maple syrup and all sorts of stuff. But this is going to be a real basic... And uh, Brussels sprout recipe that's really good, keeps the carbs down. So if you're making this for a lot of people, you're going to want to make two to three pounds of Brussels sprouts. And you're going to cut them in either half or quarter to make them about a uniform size. Then you're going to take a quarter to half a cup of olive oil, just depending on how how it looks and what you need, because you want to get them coated. You're going to take four to six cloves of garlic. You're going to crush them up and then mince them. And then you can use salt and pepper to taste. Uh, also... If you want to put a little zip on it, put some crushed red pepper flakes in there too. Mm-hmm. And then an optional piece that I like to throw in is the juice of half a lemon, maybe even half of that, no, juice of a quarter lemon, just a little bit to give that little citric zip. So you preheat the oven to 400. You prep a large sheet pan that's rimmed so that it isn't flying off the edges like a cookie sheet. You, know, you want a little bit of an edge on there. Line it with parchment paper. In a bowl, dump everything in and just keep tossing until it's well coated. 
And then you're going to bake it 18 to 20 minutes until lightly charred and golden brown. About halfway through, give it a toss so you get multiple sides on it too. And that's it. Easy. Easy. But that's me. I really like Brussels sprouts. Just what veggie do you most want to see on there? I really need to see green beans. On oh, okay. Table. So I should have gone with a green bean recipe. Well, no, because you like Brussels sprouts. So we yeah. always have those. And we do actually always have green beans. Um, I love them. Kid number three really loves green beans. Um, they're his favorite vegetable, which I find to be very funny. And, you know, generally they're a crowd favorite. Now, I don't love to put... Like my mom makes that green bean casserole stuff with the cream of mushroom oh soup God, and the yeah. crunchy things on top. I've never liked that. I just want plain, basic green beans. So for my green beans, what I will do is I'll actually buy, like if I can get fresh green beans, I love it. I'll get them, snap the ends off of them, and then I will heat up a pan with olive oil. I actually like to use some garlic and Italian-infused olive oil in the pan. Um, I'll season my green beans with a little bit of salt and a little bit of pepper and then put them into the hot pan and then just saute them in the hot oil for a couple of minutes and then once they turn like a bright green color and get a little bit of char on them then I know they're done transfer them to a platter and then we are ready to have our green beans super easy sweet <laughs> yeah well that takes care of the greens yep but what else are you what's your I know you've got your one number one dish you always say have to have and even when you're going low carb it's the first thing you cheat with it is i need to have mashed potatoes on that dinner table i have to have them but we're doing low carb and so i'm going to substitute them with mashed cauliflower which I'm is going, not a far look, reach because that's something we'll do throughout the year yeah we we actually do eat this quite often um and it is a very good substitution for mashed potatoes uh but i'm going to be very honest with you lots of cookbooks and lots of bloggers will tell you, oh, it tastes just like mashed potatoes if you add enough butter to it. You know what? It doesn't. And it also doesn't have the same consistency. So if you're thinking that it's going to be just like mashed potatoes, you are wrong. It's not. However, there are ways to make them really, really delicious. And here's one of them. For mashed cauliflower, you can either get the pre-made kind in like the frozen food section, which is fine. You can doctor them up and they taste they actually do taste great. Um, you can even get them already with like garlic and herb already in it. Keep an eye on the net carbs in those. Yeah, you can though. And they're they're not bad at all. We eat those quite a bit. Or you they're can just... quick and easy. Exactly. You can do it yourself. If you're going to do it that way, you'll need one head of cauliflower, three ounces of cream cheese that's been softened, three tablespoons of unsalted butter, one to two tablespoons of heavy whipping cream, and salt and pepper. First thing you're going to do is core and chop your cauliflower and then bring a large pop of salt. A large pop? A large pop, which I do not ever say ever because it is just an abomination of the English language. Um, you're going to bring a large pot. I almost did it again. Oh, my God. <laughs> How's your wine? It's good. Yeah. You're Don't going, forget the wine at Thanksgiving. You're going to bring a large pot of salted butter. What? Yeah, you wrote salted butter on this. Then you're going to bring a large pot of salted water to boil. Add the cauliflower and boil it for about 20 minutes and then drain it. In a bowl, uh, combine the cream cheese and the butter. And then also add the cauliflower. Mash 
or whisk it to blend. Either way, like you can use a potato masher to squish it if you want to, you or can you can whisk, just whisk and it. And if you've got a hand mixer with the whisk attachment, you can use that too. You absolutely can do that too. Or just the standard beaters work. And then stir in the cream and whatever kind of seasoning you want. Salt and pepper is fine. You can use Italian blend herbs. Do a little cream at a time, though, yes. because if you dump it all in, and you know, depending on how much residual water came over with it from the pot, you could easily have soup. soup. Yeah, cauliflower soup. Um, so if it's already looking watery, leave the cream out. Yeah, it's just like adding milk into your mashed potatoes. You want to be very, very careful with the heavy cream into your potatoes. Um, I actually, when I when I make this, I like to use that flavored olive oil with the Italian blend and the garlic Ooh. in it because it just kicks it up a notch, I think. Makes it a little bit more I fancy. also like the flavored water, uh, olive oil, flavored watermelon, flavored olive oil, uh, but I like the mushroom flavor. Oh the, the mushroom and garlic. one is really good too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you have an olive oil store in your area, I highly like recommend... Do. Yeah, we do. We have one in our downtown area, which surprises the heck out of me every time I go in there. That it exists, but it does. Um, and if you have one, I highly recommend going in and just sampling what they have and think about which one pairs nicely with cauliflower. And maybe you'll find something that you think is absolutely delicious and magical for your Thanksgiving meal. You know what I always liked on my mashed potatoes and also the turkey, too, when we get to that is gravy. The problem is the way I, I grew up making uh, gravy was you take, you take the drippings and use the fat in that and throw in some flour, start whisking it together, almost making a roux with it. Mm-hmm. And then you start bringing in stock and building that way. Well, all that flour starts putting in just carbs, 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 carbs. And a lot of the store-bought gravies that are in the jars, which one are kind of disgusting, um, are also carb-heavy. So since we've gone to the low-carb approach, I've actually played around with making low-carb gravy substitutes which you know we did it last year at thanksgiving and it worked out well and i like mushroom gravy mm-hmm. so what i did was i actually had a, a thing of uh, turkey bone broth mm-hmm. that we had gotten at um costco big old actually it was a four thing yeah, uh, four huge. carton case because of course it was costco yeah i put that in a small saucepan i threw in some salt and pepper a few other little herbs uh added flavor and let it boil down and reduce. But then also to help it along the way, I put in uh, just a little bit of xanthan gum, Ooh. which we have, to help with the thickening. And then I sauteed up some mushrooms in a pan, threw them into my new gravy, and it had the consistency of gravy. It had the nice turkey flavor along with the umami out of the mushrooms. And it had it was just perfect over the top. Cool. I worked on my my faux mashed potatoes and my really, faux gravy. It is really good gravy. I don't particularly love gravy, and I will eat that one. Mm-hmm. You weren't a big fan of my mushrooms, though. You never are. Actually, your mushrooms are pretty good. I've grown to love mushrooms there after being go. exposed to them multiple times in your family. You make it sound like a disease. Mushrooms. It is a fungus, though. It is. It grows in the dirt. <laughs> in the dark. And on things. In things. Anyways... It's a fungus among us. Come on. Fungus among us. All right. But then we got the, you know, so we've got the mashed potatoes. We've got, we've run through everything, starting from the pickle and olive platter. We've got the cocktails flowing. We've got our bread substitute. We've got our mashed potato substitute. We've got our veggies, our deviled eggs with bacon. All this is going on, but it leads up to the main event, which is... 
Tofurky. Oh, thank God you didn't say tofurky or something stupid. Ew, no. Tofurky is disgusting. Yeah. Nobody should eat that. Turkey. That's the joy of low carb. You can have protein. I am going to let you talk about how to make the turkey because you're the one that always makes it for us. Oh, yes. And we've made it a number of ways over the years. And we've done a number of styles. You know, like when we were down in Florida and we were in grad students and we were part of that refugee dinner, I used to do my citrus one where I would use a lot of orange. Yeah. Uh, that was yummy. That was yummy. But these days we go for something a little bit more traditional, a little bit more herbaceous. So I'll take my turkey and I will stuff it just to help with the even cooking. I don't actually eat the stuffing I put in there. Mm-hmm. Just tear up with flavors. I put in apple slices. That helps with the moisture. And onions. Uh, in, I'll cut slits in the skin. And I put in garlic cloves and butter. I'll rub more butter on the skin on the outside. And put on salt and pepper. And then inside and under the skin and in between where the legs meet the body and the wings meet the body, I'll put in rosemary and also a little bit of thyme and sage. But it's gotten to be where you're like you associate rosemary a lot with Thanksgiving because of how much we put on the turkey. It just smells like Thanksgiving. And then, you know, we've had fried turkey, especially in the South. We've had it. We've had all sorts of stuff, but we've been going with the roasting bag. Yeah. In the roasting pan. So we've got the little cradle in there. Mm-hmm. And I like to do it upside down mm-hmm. so that as all the juices from the dark meats drip down, they drip down to the breasts. Mm-hmm. And we put it in the roasting bag, and depending on how big of a turkey you have, you follow the directions, check the temperature when it comes out. It's great. Flip it back over. If you want that nice, crusty, especially skin on the breast, uh, put it on the broiler real quick. You know, three to five minutes. Definitely no more than five. Uh, But really just let it rest. Slice it up. You know, if you're not doing the presentation turkey, if you're just slicing it up and putting on a platter on the table... Don't worry about crisping up that skin. You're right. going to peel it back anyway. Go carve up your turkey. Serve it. It'll be nice, juicy. The flavors are going to sink into it. It's just, it's Thanksgiving. It is. It's right absolutely there. perfect. Sit back, enjoy your meal, sip your cranberry mule, and there you go. Or is it? That's not all. No, it's not. You cannot have Thanksgiving dinner without Thanksgiving dessert. Of course. And the quintessential Thanksgiving dessert is... Pumpkin pie. Right. We're not going to have pumpkin pie, though. Oh, This is better. It is. We did this last year. It's so I good. I loved it's it. It's so good. It is mini pumpkin pie cheesecakes. Yes. So for this, you are going to need, for the crust, 1.25 cups of blanched almond flour... You can find this at Costco. You can get it online. You can get it, I think, at Whole Foods, Trader Joe's, probably like everywhere. It's pretty easy to find now. Two tablespoons of swerve and two tablespoons swerve swerve, and two tablespoons of unsalted butter. And then for the filling, you're going to need two packs, eight ounces each of cream cheese that's been softened. And don't do the microwave trick with the cup, like you heat up. A cup of water in the microwave and then you turn it, empty the water out and you turn the cup upside down on top of the cream cheese and let it sit for 10 minutes. Don't do that. Like actually let it sit out for a couple of hours to get up to room Well, what I like to do is when I'm cooking in the oven, like not on the stove, but like in the oven and there's that heat that exhausts a little bit. I will put the cream cheese in the uh, like aluminum foil case it's in inside the cardboard box right up there by that exhaust. That's fine as long as you remember to flip it every so often. Yeah. 
just because it's a little bit warmer than room temperature over there. Yeah. And our countertops tend to be colder. It's true. Two thirds cups of swerve, two large eggs, one tablespoon of lemon juice, two teaspoons of vanilla extract, one teaspoon of pumpkin pie spice extract, and a quarter teaspoon of pumpkin pie spice. So the pumpkin spice, pumpkin pie spice extract is going to be a liquid, and the pumpkin pie spice is ground spices powdery, and you know you're just hitting it from two different fronts here. Mm-hmm. So to make all of this deliciousness, you're going to preheat the oven to 350 degrees Fahrenheit in a bowl. Mix the crust ingredients up and mix with a spatula until it's combined. Evenly divide the crust between 12 to 16 cupcake liners. Again, we like the silicone ones, um, but you can use whatever you have. Press down until it is smooth. And, and we're not, you're not trying to make a crust that goes up the wall. Exactly. It's just a just base on the bottom. At the bottom. In another bowl, mix the filling ingredients until smooth with a hand mixer. Pour into cupcake cups to near the top. And then bake them for 15 to 18 minutes until they are set. This will not be completely coming out clean when you do the toothpick test or anything. You're just getting it to set up. It will firm up further once it comes out of the oven. Mm -hmm. Let them cool in the pan at room temperature. And then when they're cool, refrigerate at least one to two hours before you serve them. Um, When we do it, we like to serve them with whipped cream. Chocolate whipped cream is good. They also make peanut butter whipped cream, if you can find it. Yeah, but the peanut butter doesn't really work with the It doesn't, but it is an option. If you are the kind of person who likes the pumpkin pie with your peanut butter pie right next to it, then, of course, by all (gasps) means, go for the uh, the peanut butter whipped cream. But the chocolate whipped cream works good. Standard whipped cream works good. Yeah, you can put a a strawberry on top. Works great. Or you can just eat the cheesecake all by itself, and it will be absolutely amazing. Which is I did... Plenty of times last year. Low-carb cheesecake tastes just as good as regular cheesecake. It's important for everyone to know that because it is delicious and it's not as bad for you. So, yay! Yes, we are speaking in relative terms. It's not as bad. Right. But some would say it's Thanksgiving and calories and macros don't exist on Thanksgiving. Chris, then why are we bothering with this? (laughs) No, they do still count. And this is a really good way to make sure that you can have... Have your cheesecake and your pumpkin pie cheesecake and eat it too. You have a dessert along with your really big meal and you still can stay within your macros and have a positive day. Or you can let it all blow out the window and, you know, (laughs) go to town on all of the really good things because it is a holiday and it is perfectly acceptable to take a break on a holiday. It's fine. I don't want anybody to feel guilty over doing that because it's okay. No. Give thanks to the things you're thankful for. Just thankful for family. Thankful that you made it through because everyone's not fighting. Thankful that football actually exists. So there's something to stare at instead of talking about politics and, and COVID. Your you know your job and your marital status and whatever else. <laughs> whether or not you're your pregnant. Child, yeah, whether or not you're pregnant or just you know had too much turkey. Oh. <laughs> you know, there's some going to be crazy uncle or great aunt who will say everything that comes to their mind. So always a good time. Families are Word. super fun, especially extended families. But this is COVID, so I'm not sure how many. Look, there's just some things families. you can count on in life, and that is it's going to be awkward with the family at Thanksgiving. <laughs> the Lions are going to lose. It's true. That's what they do on Thanksgiving. Yep. I mean, when they win, people in Michigan just don't know what to do with themselves. They get confused. They're like, what? The Lions won? I mean, next you're going to tell us that it's going to be 
75 degrees the day after Christmas. Oh, wait, it was last it year. It was. <laughs> kind of like it was warmer at the state finals for cross country than it was oh, at the regional really on weird. Halloween. Oh, so weird. Like the runners are like, what's going on? They all ran like crap. Like, I mean, I don't mean mine. I mean, like all, all of them. Every single one of them. All the races in all the divisions just ran like you, they ran like they were running in September again because it felt like September. Yep. Well, Jessica, do we have anything else we want to talk about with uh, Thanksgiving? I think that's about point? it. I think we hit it. We got the meal laid out. Yeah. So there you go. There's a Thanksgiving, a low-carb alternative approach to Thanksgiving. And you know what? People who aren't on the low-carb diet, though, they'll enjoy you it, too. You can serve this, and they're not going to know about it. We did it last year. We had friends in who were not on it going low-carb, and they just thought it was great. Yep. Except for the... The mashed cauliflower that they are going to know about. But everything else, they are not going to have a clue. Not one clue. Sweet. Yep. All right. Before we go, though, unless you got more you want to pour into Thanksgiving. No. All right. Before we go, though, we do need to dive into all the the Red Arrow Challenge winners for the last week. Uh, So real quick, sweetie, cheers to Thanksgiving, and then we'll give kudos to all those people. The Red Arrow Challenge is our weekly uh, multi-sport competition that we have just for fun. Uh, you can do any of the categories for all of the age groups. That We also have our composite points just to have, be able to compete across everything. Free to sign up. Go to our Instagram. You'll see the link right in the bio. Our Instagram, by the way, handle is uh, Red Arrow HW. Get a username. Record your distances. Put them in online. And to the champions, we give a shout out every week on the podcast. So, for this most recent week, the champions in the categories are... Swimming. Uh, nobody in any category. <laughs> Apparently, no one's in, anywhere, at least that's competing, is somewhere hot or with an indoor pool they have access to. Well, COVID. Or, like, crazy enough to go swimming around here. Running. Nine and under was Yellow Ninja, 10 to 19, Lucky Dude, 20 to 29, Super Mario, 30 to 39, The Logan, 40 to 49, Coach T... 50 to 59, Johnny B. Good, and nobody older than that, but the, for the featured members, which are you and me, it was me. Walking. Nine and under was Yellow Ninja, 10 to 19, Soleil, 20 to 29, Smytha, 30 to 39, Lexi, with two X's, 40 to 49, Vino Mia, 50 to 59, A.R. Miller, 60 to 69, Kilogram L, and for featured members, it was yet again me. Biking on road. Not a lot of this, but 20 to 29, Gator Boy, 30 to 39, Cyclopath, 40 to 49, Cyclone, 50 to 59, A.R. Miller, and nobody older than that, and out of you and I, uh, we're getting ready to put our bikes away for the winter. Exactly. Biking off-road. 20 to 29 was a tie, Smytha and Super Mario, and then down at 40 to 49, Cyclone. Sit down paddling. 20 to 29, Gator Boy, and 10, not 10, 50 to 59, A.R. Miller. Stand up paneling. 20 to 29, H. Kaner, 305. No 30 to 39 year olds, but 40 to 49, Jesse's Girl. No 50 to 59 year olds, but 60 to 69, Kilogram L. Cross country skiing. Yep, you guessed it. It's the usual guys or girls or members, people. 40 to 49, L. Tiburon, 95, and 50 to 59, Big One, 64. Skating. 30 to 
30-39, Wildcat. 40-49, to 49, Great One. Hucky. 9 and under, yeah. Oh, Ninja. 10-19, to 19, Lucky Dude. 20-29, to 29, Luxie. 30-39, Wildcat. 40-49, Coach T. Nobody older than that, but featured members. Well, this was, you know, what's going on a limb here, Jess? You didn't play hockey. I did, so I, I won. I like hockey. What? Blasphemy. <laughs> it's time for a divorce. I know. Points. Nine and under Yellow Ninja had the most points. 10 to 19, Lucky Dude. 20 to 29, Super Mario. 30 to 39, The Logan. 40 to 49, Coach T. 50 to 59, Johnny B. Good. 60 to 69, Kilogram Mill. Nobody older than that competed. And out of our feature members, it was me because I beat you in every category we did. So those are the <laughs> champions. Again, free to sign up and do it. We love the more, we love to have you do it. More the merrier. Oh, I'm tired. Me too. Did I mention I'm tired? No. No. It's not like we spent any time on that at the beginning of this. Not at all. Oh. So let's call it a night. Might catch the end of the Florida State game. Mm-hmm. Go Knowles. Maybe you won't, you know, crap the bed again this week. Fat chance. Oh, yeah, I know. I love them. They're our, they're our team, but <laughs> oh my, do they suck yet again. Oh no, oh. we suck again. Oh no, we suck again. Oh, for now. This was another episode of the Red Arrow Health and Wellness Podcast. New episodes drop every Monday, but Jessica. Marco. It was fun. Loads of fun. The fun's done now. <laughs> the <laughs> fun is done Let's now. go watch Florida State lose. <laughs> oh, oh, something like that. Uh, until next time. Bye. Bye.